Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Check this old school Sin City show out. Never know how. 
A Napa guy knows more isn't always better, unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space, a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, waterbed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Saying, 
we got none other than one of the most controversial authors to come out the Midwest. You know what I'm saying? This brother, I mean, dude is controversial to say the least. I mean, <laughs> man, I mean, the dude is so controversial that I actually had a message, and I'm just, I'm just gonna put this out here. I'm just gonna put this out here right now. Send CDPSA. I got a message today that told me that if I put this guy on the show, that we're gonna have some problems. And I asked him, I said, "What problems with who?" And they said, "Hey, motherfucker, we're gonna be problems with." Us and you So I'm taking it like We're going to have some real problems If I put this guy on the show So Without further ado I want to introduce my man Mr. Samuel Holloway Sam what's up baby What's good man Oh man we chilling We chilling how you feeling I'm feeling real good bro Okay that's what's up What's up Welcome welcome Say it again. PSA. Now I say I got just one more PSA. Go ahead. Okay. Think you want to run your ass up on me, or my man Father Time, or whoever? Don't let this radio shit fool you. You will get your ass <laughs> fucked up. Right. Don't be no fool. Don't be no fool. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't get fucked up. Don't let this radio. Don't let these these jokes and shit fool you. Because we will beat your motherfucking ass. <laughs> now, on that note, Sam, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I can't complain. Man, okay. So, you know, like I said, man, you are like, hell, man. From the from the day we said that you was coming on the show, oh, man, I done got all kind of, I done got good and bad. I done got all kind of. You know, I got, hey, there's a great thing you're doing, letting him on the show, speaking his mind. Then I had, uh, man, don't let him come on that show. He full of shit. He, he going to be bullshitting. He just trying to get some shit started. He just trying to sell his book. Man, I'm Sam, I, I mean, with all the attention that goes on with you, because this got to be, I mean, let me ask you, when you first, when when this book, when you first set out for this book, man, I mean, did you think it was going to get this much attention? Um, I kind of did because I know that the people that I wrote about, they're, well known, they're very well known. You know what I'm saying? As far as in our little town, you know, in Gary. But as far as, like, outside communities, Atlanta, California, things like that, them, them places, I didn't think people were really looking Okay, we got a little feedback somewhere. We got a little feedback. Okay. All right, so, I mean, with that being said, Sam, I mean, it's like you you just, you, it was no holes barred. No, I mean, I, if you're going to tell a story, you got to tell it all. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat some stuff and, Tell this and tell that and not tell this. I'm gonna tell it all, bro. You know, it's my life. This is what happened to me. God saved me. Like I felt like, um, you know, I could have died. I could have been killed um, November 2nd, 2010. And after 
all that went down, I just was like, you know what? He 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 left me here for a reason. So why not tell my story? And I know it's going to hurt people. I know it's going to piss people off. It's going to make somebody sad, mad, and all that. But at the end of the day, it's my story. And it's not just my story. It's a lot of other stories. Well, Okay. I mean, okay. Uh, wait a minute. You say uh, you you just you just ran off a date. I mean, can I ask what happened that day? November second, two thousand ten, in Dallas, Texas. Um, I was married to a man, and my other half had me set up. I got robbed and carjacked. Mm. He set you up. Yeah, set me up. We had a bad bad breakup. Going through a lot, cheating, and just a lot of things that uh, you you wouldn't think a man would experience that because you know it's it's two men, but generally that's something that a woman and a man will go through. You know, domestic violence, things that we don't talk about because we feel like you know it's nobody else's business. Well, I was in a domestic violence relationship, and I loved him, and I didn't want to leave, and I went through a lot of things, and at the end he set me up with the guys that sleeping with, and I got robbed and carjacked. I got beat with some guns, some pipes. Um, he pulled the trigger four times, the gun jam, and I got beat in my mouth with a gun, so I went through five surgeries in my mouth and about three surgeries on my body. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it wasn't nothing but meant for you to do that. Yeah, so, I mean, I just, Yo, I had my... I had my last surgery in my mouth like three weeks ago. Mm. Wow. And so, you know, God is good. I'm here, and he, he left me here to tell a story. He left me here to help me because nobody helped me when I was going through this. So I'm not going to say nobody helped me. I didn't have support like you, like people should have. You know, children, children and teens and young adults, they should have a lot of support. And when you don't have support, you do things that you don't really have no business doing. You know, you find yourself at the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, can I ask you, you, you were talking about books that you wrote. You know, what are your books about for some for the people who don't know? Both my books, Eyes Without a Face and How It All Happened, are both about my life. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really just the voice behind the book because the story actually happened to me, but it involves rape, molestation, child abuse, domestic violence, having sex with DL men, HIV, AIDS, um, bullying, rejection, you name it. I've probably been through it. So, um, So I want to ask... You say you didn't have the support, so um, being uh, a, going through all of this, did you not have the support of your family at all? Um, at the time, as a child, no. Growing up, um, I would say with like 21, 25, I had some of my family. I'm just now having all of my family like five years ago. So, like, they support the, the fact that you... Um, have basically told your your whole um, situation. They yes, they support family, all that. My family supports everything now. Like mm-hmm. they're my my biggest fans. You know, like okay. they they my side. It's, sometimes you have to to see some things out 
on Facebook. You know, you have to see some things out in the social media to actually change your mind the way that you were thinking. For instance, my brother, you know, growing up, I didn't have a relationship with my brother. My brother couldn't stand me because I was gay. And that was that, that was the reason that the door was so open and easily available for his friends to do what they did. So do you think that um, well, you... Hold, 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 hold on for a second, buddy, before you do that. Hey, uh, won't you introduce yourself, introduce yourself again for the new uh, the new listeners for me, please? My name is Samuel Holloway. I'm the author of Eyes Without a Face and How It All Happened. It's a story about emotional, physical abuse. You name it, I've gone through it. It's basically just a um, it's books to help people. It's an inspirational book. It's a, a motivational book. It's a book to let you know that it's not the end of the road. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Shit happens. You know, and mm-hmm. we still got to go on regardless. It's not what happens to you that makes you. It's it's the outcome. You know, it's about how you pick yourself back up after you've been through so much shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we were talking earlier before the show started, and I I just wanted to get when did all this start, Sam? I mean, when did all? I mean, when? I mean, I just mm-hmm. heard you say that your your mm-hmm. brother's friends. You know, so, I mean, when did all this start? Like, how old were you? Everything started at eight years old. Um, my mother's boyfriend molested me starting at eight, and that ended at ten. After ten, I started having sex with two of my second cousins, not my mother's nieces and nephews, but my mother's cousins' cousins. And after that, 11 to 12, I started having sex with all of my brother's friends. One, not the old, yeah, just about all of them. Just more that's not listed in the book because they were after the fact of me turning a teenager, you know, 15. So at 15, 14, 15, I knew, you know, like, you know, these are grown men, you know, but I didn't look at it as being molested. I felt like I was turning niggas out in the hood, you know. I'm being a gay dude. And I'm getting all these straight hood niggas that got these baby moms, girlfriends, they kill us, and, you know, they thugs. So I'm just figuring, you know, I'm turning out niggas in the hood. Me and my friend, all my friends, we're, we're joking about it. But at 21, I realized that they were molesting me. So, I mean, let me ask, were they, were they coming to you? I mean, were you, like, I mean, were you trying to entice them, or they were just, like, no. coming to Everybody you, like, hey, me. Everybody came to me. My really? first person, my, yeah, my first person was um, Alex McKinley. He's he's deceased now. He was from the Bronx, and I was giving him head at 12 years old. You know, he would say, "Come over to my house, come play with my toys." And his toys was, I mean, he would have toys, but it would eventually lead to me giving him head. And after that, I started with Michael Moore, which is Antonio Davis. Everybody knows him as Coop. He's in jail now for murder and rape, um, a couple other things or whatever, but that's his brother. And I started off with giving him head, which he came back and brought his homeboy with him. And from there, they just, you know, telling all their friends. Wow. All right, now let, 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 let me just stop you right there. Now, if for every, we 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 got a lot of people listening. For everybody that's listening, if you want to ask a question or something, you got to push one. And for the people listening on the internet, if you want to ask a question, you got to call in at six four six seven two seven 
1283 and we'll get you in and you can ask any question that you want. You gonna be a hundred you you gonna be a hundred tonight, right man? I'm always a hundred, bro. That's what's up. There y'all have okay. it. If you got a question, six four six seven two seven twelve eighty three. If you're already on the show, push one and we'll bring you in. I have a question. So with the um you being molested at the age of eight, did you know before the age of eight that you were gay? Or yeah. because of being molested? Yeah. yeah. No. I knew I was gay when I was a kid, you know, when I was little. But that choice was taken away from me. I didn't have a choice to be straight. I was already having sex with men, so I couldn't choose to be straight. You know, everybody everybody has this whole thing of, you know, people are born straight. That's not true. You know, you're born who you are born. I was born gay. I know that I had feelings for a man way before I got touched. But due to being touched, I could not be straight because I liked what I was already doing. I was accustomed to doing that. I, that was my norm for me. So having sex with a girl was out the norm. And yes, I have had sex with a girl when I was 13 years old, and I've had plenty of pussy later. But that's not what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my next question. I chose to be like, "Yo, yeah, I mean, plenty, did, plenty, hey, you ever plenty, tried to want to but?" Plenty of pussy. You know, people always say, quiet. You know, I can change you. No. I fuck pussy. I ate pussy. I don't want pussy. Pussy ain't for me. Unless it's paying a pretty penny, then I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I do know. I do hold, know. Hold, hold on for a second, y'all. We, 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 we got Tina. Tina on the show. She says she has a comment for you. All right. Go ahead, Tina. All right. Sam, love you. Been with love you. Love you, too, baby. I've been doing you damn near all your life. I know what you've been through. What you did in your book, I applaud you for that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you as a friend, some things may have ruffled a few feathers. I just want you to stay strong. And everything you. you got going on, stay strong. Because you always have me. And that's all I got to say. Thank you. Well, that's what's up, Taylor. That's what's up. Beautiful. I, I mean, okay, dog. I mean, all right. I mean, you, you, you. As soon as you jumped out there, you jumped out there with names. Now, earlier today, earlier today, I seen a. I don't. I'm. I'm not gonna call it a uh, Facebook beast. But it was more or less like it was some words being thrown back and forth with you and someone. Some uh, I'm not even even sure who the guy's name is, but I mean, was he one of the guys that allegedly supposedly did this to you? You talking about the picture that I posted today? Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, now, I mean, I seen his rebuttal. And I seen he I seen him write that he know that some things happened to you, but he wasn't one of the guys that did it to you. So he but was let's like, not don't forget. Let, let's not forget. Before he said that, first he said nothing happened. That gay dude lying and this, that, and the third. Then he came back with, there's some hard truth to that. 
but he ain't one of the yeah, dudes that did it. Maybe his friends did, but you just defended your friends in the post before that. You got to keep up with the lies. You know, it's hard to keep up with your lies when you're lying. You got to keep on spinning it. This story ain't changed. Damn, you know, like put your friends this, under the bus trying right to here, keep your life. This story, eyes without a face, nor how it all happened, have changed since December 27, 2011. We're going four years strong with no lawsuits yet. And I'd be damned if somebody posts my name on any social media site and they're slandering me. I'm going to see their ass in court. There ain't no ifs, ands, buts about it. I'm not going to go to Facebook and be like, oh, he's lying and that's it. Hell no, nah, I'm going to see you in a court of law. Nigga, you saying I touched you. I made you do things and you were a child and I'm a grown-ass man. Come on now. Put two and two together. It takes a fool to believe some shit like that, or a person that's in denial. Mm. All right, ho- hold on, y'all. We got uh, we got a Rashad. He said he got a comment for you, bro. Go ahead, Rashad. What's going on, Sam? It's Amaro. What's going on, bro? Not much. I'll be dealing with my dad on medical leave very quick, but I'll be there back down there to see you in a minute. I'm just glad you're getting this story out. You know, I done bought both of your books. I done sold a few of them for sent folks your way. And I just want to say I'm so, so happy for you and your new relationship. But I know it's more about the book. But I just, I'm just glad you're doing your thing, bro. And, you know, we ain't going to never forget. We ain't going to never stop repping the 219. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Like now, it. I got like I got a question. You said you was molested by your mom's boyfriend? Yeah. Did you ever, like, go to your mom's and tell her, like, hey, he's doing this to me? No. Me and my mother didn't have a relationship to where I could go to tell her that. And plus, he scared me. You know what I'm saying? As far as threatening me, putting me over water, holding my holding my arm, dangling me over water. He worked at the Gary Steel Mill. And he drove me there one day and threatened me. It was like he was going to kill my mother and my brother. And so I just was like, you know, a child. I'm eight years old. Who's going to tell? Right. You know, right. so it just progressed. It went from him rubbing on me to him touching me, putting his fingers in me. We both sucking each other. And instead of me telling my mother, I told my teacher because I felt more comfortable with my teacher. And that's sad. Yeah. You know, so you think about all these kids out here. Think about this. Somebody put on Facebook from Gary a couple of weeks ago a picture of two boys. One dude was a little hood dude. Another dude was a gay boy. And they were kids, but the little hood dude had a gun. And they asked, what would you rather have, a gay son or a thug boy? And everybody said they would rather have a thug boy. You know what I'm saying? And they said that if they had the gay son, they would whoop his ass. They would beat him straight. You can't beat no damn gay boy straight. Only thing you can do is that boy run to the street and look for love. Every child is looking for love. So you're going to make that child run to the street and look for love. And what are they going to find? The wrong shit. Come on, but this is what we do because we were brought up in these little hood-ass communities. So we feel like, no, we can't have no child that's gay. That's not a part of me because I don't make gay seeds. But we're going to let our child go out in the street and suck dick, get fucked for money because they're going to be trying to survive. And then you're going to be complaining that your child is out there hoeing. They're going to have AIDS and HIV because you simply didn't love your child because they was gay. 
But you would rather take this thug ass little boy that's gonna be out here murdering people and robbing motherfuckers and end up in jail. Or dead. Still, you know but that's our mind frame. Some of us got this fucked up ass mentality and we can't get past that. We can't get past the norm because we too fucking worried about what the next motherfucker thinking. They don't pay your damn bills. That's your goddamn seed. Love your damn child. This nigga's in the hood right now from 22nd that got a gay son. It's my godson. And that nigga don't love his child like he loved the rest of his kids because his son is gay. And that's fucked up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you go. I mean, you gotta love your child regardless to what it. I mean, whatever. That's your whatever that's your child. He or she who, who decides to be. Child like you. It's not about accepting your child's sexuality. Nobody is telling you to accept that. I'm telling you to accept your child because that's your damn child. The blood runs the same. Fuck the sexuality. Fuck the shell. Look at your child. Stop being so. You know, we we look at so much on the outside that we used to get so much what's on the inside. No, that's true. I, I'll give you that one. Now, but let me ask you, have you ever, I mean, since the book's been out, have you ran across any of these people that you that you named in this book? Yes. Um, my first book came out, like I said, December 27, 2011. And, no, I would say in the writing part, I ran across Alex McKinley. And we were in Gary, Indiana, and I told him that I was writing a book. I was married at the time, and he met me on Fifth Avenue with my cousin. And I told him what was going on. And to him, I guess he thought it was a joke. He didn't believe me. He didn't care. He still was coming on to me in front of my husband. Everybody else wow. was in jail or, or in the hood still. You know, they're just irrelevant as far as looking them in the face. There's no need to see them up close. We know what's going on. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand that, but like, like I said, I seen, I, I didn't, I never knew about the book until last, till this past summer. I never knew anything about the book. Like I was telling you uh, earlier, you know, I didn't know anything about it until I saw the pictures. And when I saw the pictures, I'm like, whoa, I know a couple of these motherfuckers. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, what the fuck? What like, kills me on, is that I heard, like, all the time, I would hear, like, all the big doe boys got them a pretty boy sitting in, on, in the passenger side, and <laughs> they act like that's just their friend, but that's they giving them head and all this. And I just be wow. like, if you only knew. It tell so me, crazy. tell me, spill the tea, spill the tea. <laughs> Come on now. So it's not it's not just Gary, but being that I'm from Gary, it's like damn, like you know, you got all these dudes, and like I said, they 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 the hood people. They they're the killers, the drug dealers, they bangers, you know, and they find as shit, and they all got baby mama wives. They just, but they all fucking. And I'm gonna say all. Some of them are fucking niggas. And some of them are fucking niggas that got AIDS. Not HIV, but AIDS. And Ugh. that's just real. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're not giving no women no choices. You're just out there. You don't know what's going on because you're not looking for it because you don't think that they could be having sex with men because they're not giving you that facade. You know, they're more masculine and hardcore. And when they see a gay dude, they going off. 
That should be your first cue right there. Any straight man that got a problem with a gay man, them be the main ones that fuck niggas. Why do you give a fuck about what a gay dude doing? You have to think about that. As long as he ain't putting his hands on you, uh, coming on to you, being disrespectful, then you shouldn't care what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Live your damn life. But them closeted niggas be the ones that be fucking niggas. And I see them all the time on Facebook, and I call the ass out every time. Don't try me. Nigga, you're gay. You get your dick sucked or you be in there sucking dick. Keep it real. Uh, all right, oh, oh, hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. We got uh, Judy. Judy has a comment for you, bro. Go ahead, Judy. Hey, Sam. It's your cousin. I just wanted to tell you <laughs> no, I knew your that we, yeah, I, I just want to tell you that regardless of whatever you've been through, I know sometimes our family can be mm, a little hard to deal with, but whatever happens happened to you. Not everyone else. Nobody else knows the struggle. Doesn't bother, you know, me what you had to say, even though I was hesitant to read and buy the book, but I still support it and I still read them. So at the end of the day I love you. I wish you nothing but the best. And tell your story. Thank you. I love you, forever. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, you seem to have a lot of supporters, man. I mean, you seem to have a whole bunch of people that's back. So, I mean, how, I mean, and I, I like I said, I know for a fact that I'm not going to say you got just as many, but I know that. There's a lot of negative people. So it's like when you, I mean, because you really, I mean, like like tonight, you, I mean, you, you, you calling out names and a lot of these people are like, oh, God. I mean, you got a lot of people quivering, man. So it's like, how do you maintain, a, I mean, do you, I mean, do you feel like, okay, if I come to Gary, I know I got to watch my back. Oh, man. First, I'm going to start off by saying you shouldn't have did it. If you're going to feel bad or you're going to feel like you feel like you want to kill me, or fucking did. you know what I'm saying? You should have thought about that before you acted on it. And I was a child. Regardless of what anybody has to say, I was a child. So, yeah, as far as coming to Gary, when I come to Gary, I don't make it Gary because I know that there's, there's, it's, it's out there for me. My head is on the top of it. And that's okay. Because I knew that when I did what I did. When I wrote this book, I knew that my life was going to be on. And that's fine. Because as long as I can save your child, your grandkid, your friend's friend, I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? It's not even about me. It's not about me. It's about all the youth out there. Because what happened to me still goes on today. It's a new set, it's a new set of generational niggas that's out there molesting kids. So what happens to me, I'm just trying to make sure that it stops at me. I can't stop everything, but I can make people aware. So, I mean, it is what it is, bro. I'm not pressured. Okay, that's I applaud okay, you. Got, uh, I applaud you for that. We got, we got Stacy on the line. Stacy, what's happening? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Sam. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. This is Stacy's Tina's sister-in-law. I want to commend oh, you on everything. Hi, I want to commend you on everything that you're doing. I read both of your books, and you have been a lead way to people who 
is really scared to come out to say they've been molested as a child. Even adults get molested and scared to come forward. So I really commend you and you keep your head up. Because to me, if a person's blind, like you said, Oh, I'm taking you to court. So ain't nobody went to that step to say I'm taking you to court. You're lying on me. Then you keep your head up because you know you're telling the truth. And I just want to commend you on a good job you're doing. And I love your book. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. And Stacey did the right for him and his fiance, I need to tell. But we still ain't went to court yet. And it's been four years. Wow. Okay, well, we got, hold on, we got Timothy on the line. Timothy, what's happening? What's going on? Sam. What's going on, Bestie? How you doing, Bestie? (laughs) (laughs) You know, as always, I got to support you in everything that you do because you are the voice for those of us like myself who just don't have the courage and willpower to say and speak on the things that have happened. So, as always, I commend you. You keep doing what you're doing. You know I'm always going to be here for you and support you, even though sometimes I, you raise a couple of hairs up my neck sometimes. But, you know, that's what best friends do. And I love you to the fullest. And, you know, I always got I your back. You. I love you, too. Thank you. All right. Now, on that note, like I say, we got a lot of people listening. If you got, if you got questions or comments, all you got to do is push one. If you want to listen to, if you want to call in to the show, the number is six four six seven two seven twelve eighty three. If you got questions, you got comments, we'll bring you in. You can ask him, and he'll answer them honestly. You know what I'm saying? And I think, okay, I want to say, I think we have a caller who think they muted their own phone, but you didn't, because I just heard you say you muted it. <laughs> but um, I, have, I have a question for Sam. Um, okay. You know, from speaking from a person that was molested, okay, and I have family members who also have went through that. Me personally, I can't say, and this is my own opinion, that. If I was not molested, I wouldn't have turned out differently. You see what I'm saying? You know how people people always say, I knew I was gay. I knew I was gay. But mm-hmm. me knowing, you know, what I know now and I've gotten older, it's like, you know, that opportunity was taken from you to know exactly what you were, you know, what you could have been. You see what I mean? Exactly. Because it's natural, it's natural to experiment like that as children anyway. So my thing is when it's when it's taken from you, you know, at a young age and you're taught to like a certain way, then that's it seems like that's what we tend to gravitate toward. You see what I mean? Because that's what yeah. we were taught. Yeah. And so that's why it's hard for me to say, you know, oh, you know, I like women because I'm I was molested. I, you know, I can't I can't really say that. Or I was you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. It's very, it's confusing, and when this happens to you as a child, you know, I I don't really know how I would have turned out because you know that opportunity was taken from me. And, exactly. and what's sad about it is, is so many people who have been molested, generations after generations after generations, mm-hmm. and scared scared and embarrassed 
fear, fearful, not knowing who's gonna who's gonna believe them. So I mean, that's that's the main thing right there. Is, that, the thing right there is who's gonna believe you? You know, mm-hmm. when I wrote, when I wrote both books, Eyes Without a Face and How It All Happened. I didn't mm-hmm. give a damn who didn't believe me. I didn't mm-hmm. care, you know. And when I first wrote these books, I didn't put names. I didn't put the real names in a book. I, everybody had a fake name. And then I went back uh-huh. and I changed as far as, like, my family members and my friends, and I put those as real names. And right before we went to print, I said, you know what? These niggas, some of them still live in the hood. Why not kill the world and help somebody else's child? So then I changed mm-hmm. their real names and I added their nicknames and they how many brothers and sisters they got and where exactly they live at in the project. And then I sent out free books to the project just to make sure that everybody knew who the fuck I was talking about. And this way you couldn't have no confusion. Damn. Okay, hold on, y'all. We got Keisha on the line. Keisha, what's happening? Oh, nothing. Hey, Sam. I wanted to ask you a question about um, Cedric Parker, the renegade fed, and the rumors that's going around. He's not in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a reason why he's not in your book? He's not in the book. My loyalty is with Cedric. Okay. Okay. Well, what the well, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that just about? Exactly. He just got left. I gotta ask. What? <laughs> all right, I I gotta ask. What did I say? What the fuck was that just about? I don't know. My Lord, people were Cedric. So I mean, I guess she heard something out there. I mean, because of course you know the rumors are flying off the mill. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a name that they want. You know, they got a question because somebody hung with somebody that's gay. Everybody that hangs with somebody that's gay is not gay. I got a lot of straight-ass friends. You know what I'm saying? But being that I hung with him, everybody is under the assumption that we've had sex. And I have pictures with him, too. But at the end of the day, my loyalty is with him. I'm not going to disclose that yes or no to anybody. I can dig it. Well, she tried. She tried to get the answer. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna she gonna make it out of that one. All right, we got we, we got we got the petty king. The petty king. The petty king. You on here? Yeah, I'm on here. What's happening? What's, What's up, with you, dog? What's up? Hey, Sam. What's good, bro? Hey, I'm trying to get my fish tank put in, in the background on your next book. I talked to Savannah, so if, if it don't go on her background, can it go on your background? <laughs> I'm going to have to think about that. For sure. Hey, Sam, keep and these pussy-ass niggas out. They need to be exposed. I know, right? For real, for real. Yeah. Well, I'm dragging me, I'm dragging me some 1800 
and eat me some turkey wings, so I just wanted to drop in. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's what's up, though. 1,800 turkey wings, huh? 1,800 turkey wings. Boy, that motherfucker could be in a bathroom like a motherfucker. But, okay, we got Maya on the line. Maya, what's happening? What's going on? What's going on? You on duty? <laughs> hey now, <laughs> you almost called me out there. <laughs> I just wanted to say that um, a lot of people fail to realize that everything happens for a reason, and there's a reason behind everything that we go through in life. And I don't feel like what you went through was just for you. I feel like. Everything you went through was for a completely different generation out there of people. So regardless of what everybody else got to say, God knew exactly who to choose. He knew exactly who was going to be able to step up, who was going to be bold enough to put these niggas out there. Because there's a lot of kids going through the same thing, just like Timothy said. They're not bold enough. They don't have enough courage to speak up. But you did have the courage to speak up. And everything that you went through is blessing people out there. Even the people that hate, even the people that don't even say nothing, it's cool. You got a whole generation of people out there that need to hear what's being said. And just like you wrote those books, you got book number one, book number two, book number three coming. But guess what? I see a movie coming, too, because I want to see the visual. And then you're going to really make a movie. Thank you. Because people need to look at it. People need to see that this shit real. It's not no game. It's not no joke when you're playing with a child's life. Because at the end of the day, regardless if you already knew what your sexuality was, it's something that ruins a child when they're molested and when they're going through things. It's a, it's a mental thing that's going on every day. Every day. Yeah, you got every people, day. Even, even grown men that, that's on the DL, it's something not right. It's something I write mentally. Even even if they're they're sleeping with women and men, there's something that's not going right in their mind. Where they can't just go and be damn gay like they want to be. Mm-hmm. Or they child. See, it's a generational thing. It just keeps going and going and going like a cycle. But until people start stepping up and and dealing with the main issue. We're going to keep having the same problems generation after generation. So you keep doing what you're doing because it's only the beginning of change that needs to take place. Thank you. Ain't that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But that's all I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, check this out. Check this out. I, I, I got to play devil's advocate here, bro. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. Here we go. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, man. I mean, all this stuff happened to you, you know, which is which is fucked up. I, I get that it's a fucked up situation to be in, but I mean, why air people names out like that? Because they did it. But I'm why saying not? though, okay, they did it. True enough, they did it to you. But why not air them out then when it first happened? Why wait years later? Because I was a child. And being a child, being scared, why would I do that? And I didn't have support. I didn't have a mother like everybody else out here had a mother that was by their side 24-7. I didn't grow up with a father like that. The father that I had was not my biological father. So he wasn't really concerned about my life like that because he was on drugs. My brother hated me because I was gay. My mother gave my sister away adoption. My grandmother was not 
playing the grandmother role that she could have played, that she should have played. My aunties and cousins, everybody else had their own life. The only people that I had at that age were my friends. And at that age, I was scared. At that age, I didn't think that it was molestation. When I turned 21, I realized it was molestation, but I still was scared. I still wasn't ready to come out. I still didn't have the the courage to be like, okay, he's lying. I didn't want to stand up in front of everybody and put my business out there as far as what I did because, to me, that was not freaky. That wasn't something that I do like I'm doing now. That was something that wasn't, like, right, you know what I'm saying, as a child. As a child, when I turned 30, after that happened to me in Dallas, Texas, I said, fuck that shit. I don't give a fuck who don't believe me. I don't give a fuck who mad. I don't care if people want to kill me. It's my truth. It's something that I was living with, dealing with, stuck in a stumbling place over 20 fucking years, 20 fucking years, confused, wondering why I was a whore at times. Why couldn't I love nobody? Why didn't nobody love me? Why wasn't I happy? Why was I not free? Why was I not living in my truth? Why was I walking around feeling like I was ashamed? Because I was fucking molested as a child. Somebody took my damn innocence away. I didn't have what you had growing up. So when I finally got the courage and the strength to come forward and not give a fuck about what nobody got to say, and I know what I'm saying is the truth because I can tell it to you forward and backwards, write that shit down forward and backwards, it's in, it's in my damn head. It plays over every fucking day. I don't give a fuck who that. I don't give a fuck who wants to do what the fuck you got to do because I told. At the end of the day, I told. It wasn't mad. It don't care for five years, ten years, fifteen. 15 years, 20 fucking years, I still told. Say, mad, do something to me, because killing me ain't going to stop this goddamn story. I'm not afraid to die. I'm going to die any goddamn way. I was brought into the world to do something. This is what I was supposed to do, to air out motherfuckers that's not living right, to air out motherfuckers that's taking children's innocence away. To tell the fucking truth, to stand up and live in my goddamn truth, and why these last days that I'm here, I'm gonna be free, happy, fucking and smiling, and looking at motherfuckers that did me wrong, and now it's their fucking time to shine. Next question. Okay. All right. Well, let, let me I apologize for my outburst. Let me ask you this now. Okay. You came out. You came out all these years later, but at the same time, can't 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 the uh, the next person say, "Well, he just came out because he's he getting a monetary gain. He wrote a he wrote a book, trying to get know, money off this book, and that's why he's coming out now." Them. It don't matter how they feel. I'm not getting rich. You don't see me living up in a big ass fucking mansion, driving a fucking Bentley. I ain't get rich. I told a story. I'm happy. That was my gain from this. I'm happy and I'm fucking free. I can smile now. I can walk down the street and not have to worry. I can go somewhere and not think about them, about how they fucked up my damn life, how I was living years ago. Now I don't give a fuck. So my gain was my All freedom. that baggage is gone. My shoulders okay. are free. That's what now, matters. Let me, let me ask. Let me, I want to ask a question. Now in the book, you kind of went through some shit, man. I mean, I mean, the prostitution, all that. I mean, was that? I mean, 
a lot of people want to know, was that like ad-libbed in there? Was that really what happened? No, no. That's a, everything in that book is 100%. Ain't shit made up in that book at all. Neither book. I don't have time for games. I'm not trying to lie. I'm not trying to make nobody believe nothing. I'm telling you how life is. This is what happens to people when you don't have that love and support. You do what the fuck you got to do to survive, and that's what I did. Okay. I mean, you know, like I told you, the 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 reason behind I mean, the reason behind me even getting you on here because I'm like, okay, this dude, I I knew you had a story. No, and I, I I'm glad you did. And we need, you know, controversial statements. You know, you need something to say, you know, somebody to play good and bad. Because at the end of the day, these are questions that everybody has. They're not just you, you know. And these are questions that keep people's mind closed to where they can't believe it. I posted a post today on Facebook. I let you see an actual Facebook message. This is how this nigga works. He was trying to fuck a 13-year-old girl. You've seen it. I mean, he wrote it. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen so that, and this is one of the guys that, that you that that allegedly touched you, right? It. Say it again. I said this is one of the guys that supposedly had touched you when you were yeah. young, right? Yeah, yeah. Is he is he in the book? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he was the so first probably, one that threatened. He was the first one that threatened to sue me. Him and his fiance, Donita Smith. And we still ain't went to court yet, and it's been four years. Eyes without a face, eyes without a face, how it all happened. He's in both of those books, and he ain't did shit. None of them have. But talk shit on Facebook, or their family members get on Facebook and go back and forth. I ain't got time to be arguing with you. I'm trying to tell you what it truly is. Either you can take it or leave it. I don't give a fuck. I don't know why people won't listen, why people won't listen. I mean, that's the whole problem. I mean, so why lie? But even when the kids tell them, even if sometimes kids and they tell don't their kids, and, they, and they still don't believe them. They still this don't the believe thing. Some women are so digmatized. They, they feel like they can't get another man or this man fulfills them so much that they ain't going to believe shit that's going on. This nigga done had a whole goddamn baby in front of you. DNA test came out 99.99%, and you still saying he ain't the damn daddy. That's just how <laughs> some of these women are. This shit could be right there. Right, hold on, I, hold on, Sam. On that note, I got I got a question for you. Uh, it's, from, it's from Stanley. Go ahead, Stanley. Yo, how's it going, Sam? How you doing, man? Good, bro. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. It's, um... I'm listening to the whole story and everything that you're speaking about. And one thing about women, women going to always typically agree with every type of situation with with somebody that comes out to be gay and they're like, oh, I support you, I support you. It's not about being supportive. You have to understand that type of situation, what they're going through. So I'm listening to this whole story. And you went back and you said about different family members and this and that and everything like that. You know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not about the gay situation or calling somebody out. The thing is, it's those family members that you got to call out for not being there at your rescue as a kid. You I know have. What I'm saying? I have, though. They're in the book. 
I left right. nobody out. Nobody was left out, bro. Nobody right, because I'm because I I've never I never seen the book and I'm very interested in reading this book because I'm like, man, who is this? You know? <laughs> and like, this whole Do you have book, kids, bro? Do you, Do you have kids? Yeah, I got I got two daughters. Bro, you, you really need to read this book. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody is immune to it. You know, it's not I don't want nobody out there thinking that this is a story about just a gay person. No, this is a story about a child. This is not a gay right, story. I, I, this is a story I, about I, a child. Right, I get that. That's what, that's what my whole thing was about. It's not about being gay because you got taken to another level because of somebody mm-hmm. else's absence. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody else's exactly. neglect on you. Exactly. So you know, so when other women, when other women keep saying, "Oh, I respect that," and I respect it, it's like you not paying attention to what he's saying to you. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a whole nother level of the shit that's going on with you right now. And, you know, it's like with the grandma and the moms and the dad being on drugs and the brother hating you and all this type of shit. And then so when you start being inferior and you fighting out towards these other people. And you get turned out to this other situation. People keep saying, "Oh well, you know, he was like that. You wasn't born this way. Something happened. Something happened. It was an absence in your life. It's just like when you go to school and the teacher not there, and you got that substitute. That's a whole nother ball game that goes on. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's true. That's true. It's a whole nother ball game. So when people they neglect you and they're not paying attention, well, what happened to you? Well, this happened and this happened and this happened. And they can care the fuck less. So the thing is, man, I mean, I want to check out this book and everything like that. I want to see what's going on with it and everything like that. Because, I mean, you got, you, you, you're not, a, you're not, you're not, you're very intelligent from what I'm listening to. You're very intelligent. You're a smart young man and everything like that. Forget all that whole, the, the whole homosexuality type thing. You're a very smart individual. And there's things that you're talking about that a lot of people need to pay attention to. So when the women keep talking about, I applaud you for all this, I mean, that's some bullshit. Pay attention to what he's saying inside his heart. He's saying, he's telling you a lot of shit. And that's what I'm listening to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what it's all about, man. Yo, man, Thank you. keep on doing your thing, man. I ain't going to knock Thank you. you bro. Hurry up. All Thank right. You. Peace. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. We got Gender on the line. Gender, what's happening? Hey, Sam. It's Gender. How are you? Good. Hey, love. How you doing? I'm wonderful. I just want to say, again, like everybody else that has pretty much called in, I definitely support what you're doing. I have a question, even though I know the answers, but I want you to share with um, all of the other listeners how many other people after you started releasing names and books and on Facebook actually have responded saying, I asked my child because they've been around this person, and my child did say that they were inappropriate with them. So I kind of just want you to speak on that because I hear people keep saying why you wait so long, but regardless of the time, you still impacted others' lives, and I think that needs to be shared. I didn't hear what she said because there was so much noise in the background. Well, somebody got their TV up or something. Jenda, repeat your question. Not not the whole okay. thing. Like <laughs> My question is, can you let the viewers or listeners know how many other people have come to you as a result of you listing oh. names that are now associated and have experienced the same thing with these people? See, and that's another thing that people wouldn't even believe. 
I've had so many inboxes that it's crazy. And I post inboxes, you know, throughout, you know, the month because they it all depends on how the inbox touch me. But there's so many other people that have been molested by people, I mean, like in our own community. Stacy, for mm-hmm. instance, Stacy has ten other victims. There are four women that he raped. There's four girls that he molested. One girl is his family member. Two girls. Yeah, Stacey got 10 people With me, makes 11 You know, so These people, they're not just, you know molested. They have not just molested me Anthony has a rape victim Alex has two people that he raped Two girls have come to me in my inbox And said that Alex raped them So what I'm trying to say is that basically What they did to me, they didn't stop Or I wasn't the first person You know what I'm trying to say? These mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, a pedophile starts off as a pedophile. He moves to molesting. Then he moves to a rapist. So there's a category. And at that time, I caught Stacy when he was molesting. Hmm. I'm not the only one. There are some girls from the color doors that Stacy has raped. You know, so people got to really open up their eyes. I'm not the only person. I'm just the person that came forward. That's it. Like I said, don't matter how long people come forward when they're ready. You know, no, you can't put a rape victim out there and tell her to come forward. Everybody watches Law and Order or CSI. You've seen somebody get raped before on TV, and you've seen them go through them different emotions, and you've seen they came forward when they wanted to, and sometimes they never do. I did. I told. Deal with it. Okay. I'm really okay. I just not to change the subject, but I'm really trying to find who the fuck got that damn TV on. It's somebody that y'all got on. Right. I don't know who it is. I'm trying to find it. I'm told y'all it's that person who said they pushed mute and they didn't. Because I heard them say they pushed mute. But um, that that was that was I don't know if I asked that question earlier, but um, when you said you 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 have a lot of your family that supports you now, um, how is your relationship with your mother? I don't talk to my mother. Okay. Um. Do you do you have? Whoa 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. No. Okay. So. Why do you not talk to your moms? My mother has issues, you know. It's I don't think that we could ever be the mother-son relationship that I've yearned for for years, and I've just learned to just let it go. You know what I'm saying? It, it, we've gone through so much. If You you have to read the book to understand the, the relationship, the depth of our relationship. And after a person has been beat down so bad for so long, you just learn to let go and move on. I'm I'm at an age in my life and I'm at a time in my life where I'm not dealing with any type of negativity. I don't care who you are. I'm trying to have nothing but positivity around me and I'm trying to educate and I'm putting my life on the line to do it. So I don't want anything around me that's going to bring me down. I don't need no negative comments around me. I don't need nobody telling me I shouldn't have done what I've done. 
you can't speak for me unless you're walking in my shoes. You can't speak for me unless you've lived my life. So let, let me ask you this. Do, do you hold your mom at fault for what happened to you? I did for a long time. Hell yeah, because it was her damn fault. Any but parent you, is the right Earlier you parent. said you didn't tell her, so how, how could it be her fault if you didn't because tell her? Because I shouldn't. Being a child, I should not have to tell my mama that somebody and her her boyfriend is touching me. You should not have to tell a parent that. If a parent, how would you know if you don't tell them? I mean, how would they know if you don't? If if, okay, I have a daughter. If somebody was touching my daughter, hold on, bro. I wouldn't know if she didn't tell me. I'm sending. How would I know that? You're a parent. You love your child, right? Correct. You talk to your child every single day. Correct. Do you let your child know that it's okay for her to come to you and tell you anything in this world and you still going to love your child? Correct. I didn't get that. So, no. I hold my mother accountable because being a parent, you should have known the changes within your damn child. An eight-year-old child, I see myself at 37 years old, I see myself shutting down. I see myself not smiling. I see myself not wanting to go outside. I see myself hanging next to a man that's 54 fucking years old. Something's fucking wrong. What don't you see? No, I, hey, listen, man. I, I, I feel your pain. Accountable. Yes, I hold my mother accountable. Not only for being molested, but for changing my life as a teenager when I was coming up being gay. My mother had me thrown in jail. Not because I was disrespectful, not because I was bad, not because I couldn't make the grades in school. No, because I was gay. I was not growing up with what she wanted, which was a straight boy. So being that I was gay, my mother beat my ass and had me locked up three fucking times. Hell yeah, I blame my mama. No, we can't work it out. I'm 37. I done moved the fuck on. That's it. I don't think you can blame your parent if you don't tell the parent. I don't think you can blame the parent if the parent didn't know. I don't. I don't see how well, you can blame them. The parent should have been there. If I live with uh, my okay. dear mama, I wake up with my mama in the house. My mama should have known what the hell was going on. No, there's no excuses. I've been living with excuses for too damn long. It's time to tell the truth. It's time to say exactly what it is, bro. Nobody gets no pass. Nobody gets a pass. My brother should have known. But because my brother was out there in the goddamn street selling drugs and ripping and running with the same niggas whose dick I was sucking, he didn't know because he wasn't paying attention. My brother is six years older than me. He should have saw a goddamn change, but he didn't. My sister wasn't there to see a change. My mama gave my sister up, so she couldn't be there. And those people that was next in line, they wasn't worried about Sam. They wasn't worried about Robert. Because my name was Robert then. Nobody was worried about Robert then. Well, Robert has a voice now. Robert was a child then, seven with a voice. And he's telling it all. And he don't give a fuck. Because Robert was a child. He's an adult now. I'm strong. I have courage. I don't give a fuck. It is what it is. Nobody gets the pass, bro. Do you... um, Go through therapy? I've went through therapy, and I do therapy for other people, and this is my therapy. That's I'm better today I'm, I'm better today than I was six years ago. Trust me. 
Like, I was a ticking time bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hated mm-hmm. people. And I felt like everybody fucked me over. Real talk. I felt like everybody just fucking left me. And I felt like, you know, like, everything that happened, somebody should have been there. Somebody should have saw something. Because I did tell some people, don't get me wrong, ain't nobody, this this whole story that just didn't go down the line and nobody knew. No, I had friends that knew, but nobody felt that this was molestation because, again, we're living in a project. You know what I'm saying? Girls that's my age are fucking the same niggas. My friends, the people that I run with, were fucking the same niggas that I was fucking. And they knew. Me and my homegirl was fucking a nigga together. We were both having sex with Coop together. Not in the same room, but together. She would fuck him wrong the other day. I would fuck him at night. They knew. Don't let, don't be fooled out here like people didn't know that, that these niggas were fucking me. They just didn't know that they were fucking me as a child. Now, as a teenager, they knew. They may have not known about everybody. I just put a list out there on Facebook. These are all the hoods. It's not just from my hood. It's not just from the color doors. It's not just from the Yeah, I've seen that. This shit is a Gary so, thing. It's not just so, in a little surrounded area. There are DDO niggas everywhere that I and all my other friends were fucking. So, Sam, let me ask you this. Let me ask you. Let, let me ask you, bro. Okay. Uh, the, HIV, the HIV. Go ahead. The HIV accusations. I mean, he... Uh, I guess the guy Stacy he he posted on there that you you're just bitter because you're dying and shit of that nature. I mean, is there any truth to that? There is truth to that. I don't have AIDS. I have HIV. He posted that I have AIDS. I don't have AIDS. I have HIV. And okay. my T-cell count is well over seven hundred. So, I mean, what's next? I wrote about that. That's not a secret. I don't have shit to hide. I made sure all my skeletons were out the closet before I put people's business out there. So that way you can't use shit against me. I don't care. And when you don't care... No, I guess that's, that's, that's the perfect way to be. Say it again? That, that, I, no, I'm yeah. saying that's the perfect way to be because, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, and me and you talked earlier and... I, like I said, I've said this, I really, I had a family member that I wish, I wish, honestly and truly, I wish I'd have had your book four years ago. I really do. I really wish I'd have had your book four years ago because I had a family member that went through the same thing that you went through. And like I told you earlier, he self-destructed. He self-destructed and it was like, I wish he could have seen you. You know, I wish he could have seen you and said, Damn. It, it it's not the end of the road for me, you know. It, it's it's something left. It's something left in me. I I got something. I got something to give because I mean, I'm gonna tell you, bro. I commend you on everything that you're doing. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and just, you know. I'm gonna tell the truth. I commend you because when I, when I first heard about you, like I said, I first heard about you last summer. I just thought you was just the wildest dude I'd ever I'd ever heard of. I'm like, this dude is wild. This dude, I mean, I'm like, well, shit, he he's going to sell his book, you know. But then the more and more I got to, like, inquiring about it, like, you know, because, like I said, you, you had things that I knew. You had names that I knew. So I'm like, well, 
you know, you know, let me ask around. Let me see what's going on. And the more I heard about it, it was like, well, no, it wasn't just, he didn't just, just have sex with these guys and wrote a book. They, they molested him. They raped him. And I'm like, well, damn. That's fucked up. So I was like, okay, he was kind of bold. You went from being wild to bold. And I was like, from there, now you went from being bold to I got to call you a stand-up guy, man. I really do. Thank you, bro. I mean, but, you know, it's a lot of people out there that don't feel that. And it's a lot of people that are mad, like, pissed off to the point to where I get desperate, you know. And, like I said, I was expecting that, but that shit's crazy because, why would you buy on these niggas that don't know about the world, don't know them? They're not rich. They're not P. Diddy. Nobody picks a name out of a secret Santa hat. You know what I'm saying? You just don't be like, oh, I'm going to pick this nigga to say that he molested me. I sucked his dick. We did it four ways to Sunday. You don't go into detail about niggas that ain't shit. If I can tell you how this motherfucker smells, I can tell you the favorite position that he likes to fuck in. If I know this nigga is uncircumcised or circumcised, you need to open up your goddamn eyes. Listen to what the fuck Say I'm to I was a 12-year-old fucking child, and I can still smell these niggas. I am 37 years old. I base my life as far as a relationship off of these men. I have made these men, all seven of them, into one man. And my ideal man was a red bone because most of my molesters were light-skinned. The dark-skinned molester, cool, he put a gun to my head. So it made me hate gay men. The man that molested me, my mother's boyfriend, he was dark-skinned. The man who raped me at 21, he was dark-skinned. So it made me hate dark-skinned men. It made me hate dark-skinned men. Only thing I ever dated was light-skinned brothers. Can a dark-skinned nigga tell you that I fucked them? Until I got into the relationship that I'm in today, it took somebody to come into my life to take away the pain to make me smile again and not realize the color of their skin. I'm racist within my own fucking color. Think about that. That's some deep-ass fucking shit. And it took me to 37 years old to realize that. Think about that. My last relationship oh, was okay. with the red bone. I think everybody asked except about one your brother. How's your relationship now? That's my best friend. My brother is like my father. He's probably on the line right now. Oh, oh okay. Good. Yeah, he knows. Uh, and everything. I mean, they're glad to hear. I mean, that's a good thing. I can put out. I can put out a video right now, and I can say a nigga fucked me for twenty seconds. That nigga that I'm talking about, whose name that I'm not gonna put out on Facebook, will call my brother. And be like, why is your brother doing this shit, bro? I've never put out a name where I've done videos on Facebook. But the niggas that I'm talking about, they always call my brother. Think about that. My brother get into it with all these niggas because they were all his fucking friends. Because they felt that they could trust him. So uh, let me ask you, have anybody tried to pay you to keep quiet? No. They ain't got no fucking money. <laughs> Hell no! I be I be having I be at a case. I be just beg, please, hey man, just don't 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 put my name in the book, please, or but don't don't, don't say me. that. But I but I've had niggas beg me. For instance, Maurice Monk Moody. I had him beg me, and I screenshotted all this shit and posted it on Facebook. Because now, nigga, you wow. you gonna fucking live with it. 
and he in jail, but he had a cell phone. And his sister was like, that's fake. Bitch, how is it fake? I'm showing you it came from my goddamn cell phone. It's a screenshot. You stupid. You stupid. You know, and that's just, it's a lot of people that's like that. No matter what they see, mm-hmm. motherfuckers really want to sit in the room to believe it. They have to sit there to see me suck a dick or get fucked to know that I got molested. And that's fucking sad. Bitch, I'm telling you, I'm describing a nigga's dick to you. If you can't take that, you can't take the way that I'm telling you about it, that's your goddamn problem. But when it happens to somebody else or somebody in your family, they come forward because two of the victims that came forward, they got a lot of family. You know what I'm saying? Some crazy family. And their family was like, oh, shit, like, bro, like, that's wild as fuck. I didn't believe you, and now my cousin comes forward. You know what I'm saying? It took your cousin to come forward for you to believe me. If I wasn't a nigga, you would have believed me. If I was a bitch, you would have believed me. But because I was a nigga and because I waited so long, nobody don't believe me. That ain't my okay, now let, let me ask, man. You you posted, you said something about it earlier. You posted that notebook on, on Facebook today. I mean, was that, was on, that um, was, a journal page? Okay, was that to let motherfuckers know it's it more to come? Oh, the list. Yeah. It's it's not that I'm going to put that out there, but it's to let you know. For one, it's like, don't try me. Two, it's like, you think it's just the east side. That's not the case. It's everywhere. It's not just one particular side or one neighborhood. It's everywhere. Yeah, because, I mean, I heard, now, my thing is, I heard... You ran roughshod through the east side. I heard it. I heard that was it. You just ran roughshod through the east side. Yeah, here. I did. Like, I was a hoe nigga. I was a nigga. <laughs> I was a nigga. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I nigga fucked niggas. You know, I nigga be fucking bitches. I was fucking niggas. I was a hoe. For real, for real. You know what I'm saying? I got to the east side real good. Real good. Real good. Real good. I know everybody. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these girls okay. that are my friends on Facebook. I just slept with their damn baby daddy. Well, okay, now you, I, I gotta ask. I mean, I don't know you personally, you know, so it's like, uh, did I mean, were you? I mean, did you dress up like a woman? I mean, were you no. always just like I, a no, straight guy, you know or you know what? Now that's funny because growing up as a. <laughs> How the hell did you entice these dudes? That's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> Somebody found that's hilarious. I know. I'm, I'm, seriously, I'm trying to figure out how the fuck did he entice these guys. But think about it. Think about it. He said these hood niggas. Most of these hood niggas that went to de- jail and did penitentiary time. So if you're the penitentiary, some of these niggas is fucking niggas. You, that's where it starts from. The niggas fucking niggas in the penitentiary, then they come back to the street, and they end up doing the same shit. Like he said, you know what I'm saying? They the hardest nigga, they the hardest nigga on the street. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they still uh-huh. fucking a nigga. Growing up, I was very feminine. I had a bob. I had finger waves. I had pink curls. Um, I was feminine. I was like a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really dress up like a girl, but I was a bitch in every type of way. And so you played the part. I played the part. Yeah, I played the part. I was the oh, bitch. Okay. Like, literally, I was a bitch. So I got treated like a bitch. I got paid like a bitch, too. Like a real good bitch because oh. I had some dirt on your ass. So you, you, you kept me covered. I was very straight. I didn't have to worry about that. 
but growing up as the older I've got, I matured. You know, I became more masculine. I, I started to not wear my sexuality on my shoulders because I live in fucking ass America where my own don't accept me because I'm gay, but they'll accept a murderer, a rapist, or a pedophile quick as hell. I mean, you got those that support Stacey. They'll let, they'll let you know right there. Okay, so now the uh, you say you met someone. I mean, how does he deal with the fact that you're HIV positive? You want to talk to him and ask him? <laughs> sure. Damn. Damn. This ain't no game. This ain't no game. This ain't no remote control. This ain't no motherfucking movie. This is real life. Here you go. Damn, dog. What's up, bro? I'm chilling, man. What's going on? Oh, I'm, I'm shit, we chilling, man. We just sitting back kicking it. Hey, I, well, I guess he told me to ask you, so uh, I'm gonna ask you. How does it? I mean, how do you deal with the fact that I mean, you know, he said that you 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 are his everything. So I mean, uh-huh. with that being said, how do you deal with the fact that he's? I mean, the fact that he's HIV positive. It did did it bother you in the least? He's my everything, so I don't worry about anything. You know. HIV, I mean, it's very rampant in the gay community. You know what I'm saying? It gets spread around a lot. And myself, being, you know, a gay man, it was given to me not by choice, myself. So, you know, it's not something that I worry about, stress about, and all this shit that everyone, you know, come at them with. They better come correct. That's all. You know, just watch what you say. so you're HIV positive as well? Yes, sir. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I mean, I, I thought that's what you were saying. So you got his back. So if motherfucker come at him, you got his motherfucking back, right? 200. Oh, that's what's up. That's that's, what's it. that's how you're supposed to be, bro. That's how you're supposed to be. Now put his crazy oh, ass back on the phone. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this I was gonna say. Actually, you know, you, you knew I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I gotta say that this this has been a very, very interesting show. And Sam, we made it through without no attacks. That's what's up. I mean, I, I was kind of waiting for this stuff. I don't know. know. <laughs> so about, like, it just don't seem right. You know what I'm saying? When you've been going through a for so long, bro, like, I'm, I just was kind of like, you know, I mean. Uh, I told you. you know? I told you I had your back, man. I told you I had yeah, your back. You know, you know well, when you come hold, hard, hold on, man. We got, we got another question, though. Uh, Big Mike had a question. Big Mike, go ahead with your question, bro. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? What's up? I have an important question I, I wanted to ask you. Have you thought about, you know what I'm saying, talking to the youth and telling them, you know, these streets out here it is is real out here? And I've been listening to the whole conversation from the time I got off work. My thing is that for you, bro, have you thought about, have you thought about you know what I'm saying, talking to the kids and telling them, you know what I'm saying, this ain't the role, you know what I'm saying, to be had now. Yeah, um, actually, 
if you are following me on Facebook or just listen out, I'm moving in silence right now. You're going to see something real big that's just strictly put forward to our youth. This is my reason for being here. I put my all into this, and you're going to see it coming forward real soon, and you're going to be like, damn, like, bro, like, that's why he wrote those books, because he's living in his truth, and he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do to help the youth. You're going to see that real soon. I mean, you know, we all go through something, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I'm not trying to downgrade nobody, you know what I'm saying? But, you no, know, you're, you're I right, bro. You're, you're absolutely right. Everybody has a cross. Everybody has a story. Everybody right, has a story. Right. Yeah. And, you, and, you know, like you said, it's real out here. These, these streets out here, it, it's, it's not a game. They're not. You know what I mean, but you know, keep keep doing your thing. You know what I'm saying, man. You know, hey, keep on talking to the kids, whatever. You know what I mean. Let them know, hey, this this shit is real out here. You know what I'm saying? Is it, it really is? Thanks, bro. No problem. No problem. <laughs> All right. My brother, um, trying to call in. No. Did he hit one? He's saying he did. He's texting me. You want me to um, click him in? Yeah, just click him in. I, I, I don't see him on here. All right, hold on. Tama, you see him? No, I don't. <laughs> He's like a robot, y'all. Y'all ever know the set? He's Paul. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't see him, motherfucker. Uh, Be cold uh, about it, man. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I can't get through. Uh, I mean, I, all the if he if he's listening, just tell him. Uh, if you're listening, big brother, just press one, man. Press one, and we bring you in. All right, I'm texting on that. So, you, do you oh, have any children, Sam? Um, I don't have biological children. I have all my mm. nieces and nephews. I have my brother oh. and my sister. I have six nieces and nephews and two great great children. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, those are my children. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, like I said, we. Oh man, this is like okay. I see we do got some new callers. I guess Father Time got them. But yeah, we man, this is like just been totally just like wow. I mean, well, damn, well, damn, uh, Sam. I guess you got a lot more people want to speak to you. I'm just the fuck the Time, where are well, I asked okay. a question. You know, I think I had, you know, since, you know, I had my children and the things Hello? you go through, do you find yourself talking about the That's my brother. That's my brother right there. Hi. Oh, that's the brother. Hello? Hi, what's up, big bro? What's up, though, man? Hey, I want to I wanna answer that question the old boy was saying about the, about the relationship me and my brother got. That's my mm-hmm. motherfucking yeah. heart, man. I would die and go to hell for that dude. You hear me? That's and all that shit they were saying to. about them niggas over here where I'm at, I'm out here. 
I don't even see them niggas. Them niggas don't even want to see me, fam. And I wish but a motherfucker it, would say something or do something to my little brother. You hear me? But you ain't even got to be like that around me because it is what I understand it is. that. I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. I'm just saying, though. Physical, it's not even a physical thing. It's a mental thing. Because I understand, and I, I'm, 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 I'm just no, no. Years. I'm hurt. No, now. the reason why I'm the reason I'm hurt because I grew up with them niggas, and, and what they, they did, and, and what they, they did was, was come to me, and after, after they, after they, after they finish doing what they doing, they come smiling my fucking face, like, like ain't nothing happened. happened. That's, That's the part, part that, that hurt me. Get off because I never, never did no shit like that to their family. Take it off speakerphone. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I can imagine that, man. I mean, here these motherfuckers supposed to be your motherfucking homies, your dogs, your ace, and they going behind your back doing this old snake-ass shit to your brother and then come back in your face smiling. So I can imagine imagine the the anger and the pain that you have, bro. And I got to look at this shit every day, and then it's like when my brother say something, and they, they, they inbox me, calling me, why my brother doing this? Why my, What you mean why he doing it? Why did you do this to my baby brother? Not my little brother, my baby brother. You feel me? So I'm going through some bullshit that these niggas swear like up and down like ain't nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Oh, 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 hold, on for a second. Oh, hold on for a second, y'all. Everybody, everybody hold on for a second. We don't have a lot of time left. Sam, I, I got your mom on the line. Go ahead, mom. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, what I'm saying is that what I was going to say was what Romy was speaking about was that uh, uh, what he was going through, what I am going through, but I don't have a problem because I don't have any fear. My thing is every mother loves her child. Every mother loves her child, okay? Uh, and the mother's love is deeper than the, than the deep blue ocean. And I am glad that he is bringing out what he is bringing out about what happened to him, and these other different things. But what he has to realize, it started it starts at the top, and it trickled down to the bottom of the totem pole. So, yes, we have to know what is going on, what can go on, what is going on, what has gone on. We cannot read anybody's mind. A person can come to you in a, in a, uh, a certain way or whatever. You don't know who they are until you get with them. Then you realize who they are because they're not going to show you what they are, what they are all about or who they are. You, if you don't know, you don't know until you know. And when you know, that's when you do something about it. But let me tell you this: when you go to the Peace Policy Employees Enforcers Department to uh, 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 give them this information of what's going on, they turn their back on you. That's what they have done. That's what they will do. And the child. Uh, uh, protection service and all of that, they're not about our children. Let's get this straight. They playing a game. They don't care about us. They do not care about us. And if they don't care about us, only each our family must care about each other. I love my child with all my heart and soul. And I, I, I don't have, like I said, I don't have no fear. And, and wherever I go, that's where I'm going. Whatever go, go on or whatever, uh, I'm not Again, I, I don't have any fear because I know what has happened. 
I know how it has happened. I know how people are. And they can they can and befriend you, cook for you in the whole nine yards, and do you at the same darn time. And I'm giving facts. Okay, when you have life experience, you know these things. Then you try to give to your children. You try to tell them things that that's out here. I tried to tell Sam, baby. I love you. I, I mean, I love you with all my heart and all my soul and everything inside of me. I love my child, my children, period. And I ain't the way in the world I'm going to stand back and let someone harm my child and, 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 and know about it. That, that, that's not going to happen. I am going to go to the right people to get the job done. But everybody, I'm telling you, all these peace policy employee servants and enforcers, Half of them are not listening. If there is no sign of, of of any type of abuse, they turn their back. And not only that, they'll give the child right back to the parents. I I I, I am a, a I was a foster mother as well, so I know what they would do. I have experienced this thing, so that's why I am very proud of my child. Going out, letting people know what's going on, what can happen, and 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 the whole nine yards. But at the same time, we got some evil people out here. I'm saying, I'm talking about totally evil, totally evil. And yes, he needs to go and speak about it, but it's not going to do any good because it's happening at the top of the pyramid. That's the problem. You see, and trickling on down to the bottom of the pyramid. And then because, look, just like in Michigan City, they put out a, a, a thing. They said, if you're having sex or whatever, you can get 15 years if you're having anal sex or poor sex. But then they tell them you can get married. Do you understand where I'm coming from? You see what I'm saying? They don't care about our children. And if we don't care about them, then they are out of luck. I love that. What, what I carried in my stomach for nine months, oh. I love was mine. And, I mean, oh, I have gone yeah. through some things yeah. that is just <laughs> unbelievable. Just unbelievable. You, you'll be yeah. surprised. Oh, People yeah, talk a good talk, but they will, they don't have your back. They only talk a okay. good talk. Okay. Well, mom, 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 mom. Yes. I, yes. I want to give – Sam will tell you to, to respond to this. Sure. Sam, well, yeah. Of course. I don't really have a response to that, bro. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. I have, I, have got a response. I have a response because, you know, I understand how you feel, Sam, and I, I'm just coming from a personal, somebody who's been through that. <laughs> You will never totally. This is Janine. My name is Janine. You will never totally heal completely until you've forgiven people, even though that you feel that they've done they've done you so they've done you some type of way. I'm just saying. Let me let me let me say this. Mm -hmm. I forgive my mother with all my heart. That's why Mm -hmm. I'm able to move on and smile and be happy. Mm -hmm. That's forgiveness right there. I just don't really have time for any type of negativity in my life. I don't have time for somebody to come into my life and then 20 minutes later or a couple of days later sit back some stuff to me. I, I don't have time for that right now, Janine. We, mm-hmm. Life is too short. And right now what I'm trying to do is move forward to make sure that nobody else goes through what, I go, what I've gone through. 
So those people, my mother, I love her dearly, but I moved on. You cannot allow somebody to continue to beat you down. You can't. You can't go through life like that. And you're right. You are absolutely 110% right. You have to forgive. And that's why I'm able to sit here right now today and talk to y'all and not cry. That's how I know that I'm good. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. Before before we end the show, we got one well, more I'll question. Well, I'll be going on air also, and I will give the date and time, and I will have that uh, coming out on when I will be going on air. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right, we yes. got we Lanita. got one more question before we get out of here. The last question is, for, is from uh, Lanita. Go ahead, Lanita. Hi, Sam. Hey, Lanita. How are you doing, Auntie? I'm doing fine. You know. That's my best friend, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to call to show you that, you know, this family has always got your back. You know that, right? We always I- going to be there. We done fought, beat up broads. We done did some of everything together. We always love you, and you know we got you. When you come to get that pie, baby. <laughs> <laughs> when you Thank come you. to get that sweet potato pie, baby, just you let know me I know. Call you know, I call you on the low and let you know that one. Oh my dear, you stay strong. I am. Thank you. I love you. And I'm and I'm gonna continue to pray for you, honey. And I'm gonna pray for your protection because, honey, we're not worried about these folks. We ain't never been worried about them folks. We ain't gonna start worrying about that. No, baby, you can't worry about that. If 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 it's meant to happen, it's gonna happen. I'm not worried about that. I'm all good over here. You know what I'm saying? I lived in fear and in the stumbling block for 20 years. I'm free. So whatever happens, happens. Know that I'm good. Know that I was here. Know that I made a difference for somebody else, and I just didn't look out for Sam. I looked out for everybody's child. I put my life on the line for this. Know that. We know, and I love you so. Thank you. Okay. Night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, y'all, on that note. Go ahead and tell them uh, the name of your books, brother, before we get up out of here. The name of my book is called Eyes Without a Face and How It All Happened. You can find both of them on my website at www.samuel, S-A-M-U-E-L, Holloway, H-O-L-L-O-W-A-Y, number three, dot com. Again, that's www.samuelholloway, number three, dot com or go on Amazon and you can read both chap you can read three chapters for free on both books by clicking on Amazon. And like I said, I just wanna say that first I wanna thank everybody for real for real. I wanna um just let y'all know that like I again, this story is not about me. This story is about children. It's about our youth. I'm just the voice behind the book. I I beg everybody, stop looking at my shell. Stop looking at me because I'm a gay man. Look at me because I'm a person. Look at me as your child. Look at me as your brother, your sister, your your cousin, a family member, a best friend. Think about those people that have gone through something and have never told anybody because they expected everybody to call them a liar or shun them or reject them. We got to start opening up our eyes and know that things happen and people do live two lives that you know nothing about. The next time somebody comes to you and tells you that they've been touched or you feel that they've been touched because you recognize a different pattern, say something. Save a life. Save a child. That's, That's real up, talk. Man. 
Mm-hmm. I said, man, I greatly appreciate you coming on the show, man. I mean, you know, hey, this this was this was interesting, man. This was this was beyond interesting. I mean, like I said, we had. I mean, I, I'm getting texts saying that you done brought tears to their eyes, and you know, everybody's happy for you, and you know, and like I said once again, for that one, I gotta say this one more time, Sam. For that punk motherfucker who sent me that motherfucker bullshit, <laughs> that he, he stayed on the show the whole motherfucking time. Now, if you got a motherfucking problem with me, bring your motherfucking ass to the circle. I'll handle your motherfucking ass my goddamn self. Yeah, I just want to say again, too, um, people got to stop looking at me because I'm gay when I tell the story. If I wasn't gay, think about how you would react to the story. If I was just a man, one of your homeboys, or if I was a girl, Think about how you will react. Stop letting this sexuality get in the way of the real story. This is a bigger picture. That's all I'm trying to mm-hmm. tell you. If I wasn't gay, it wouldn't be a problem. That's what's up. Yeah, I put my life on right, like it. I'm speaking from the heart. So, I mean, people got to – sometimes people throw you rocks and sometimes people throw you gems. I'm 37 years old, and I've learned the difference between the two. You know, and this is, like I said, nobody picks names out of a secret Santa hat, man. Nobody does that. These niggas ain't going to get me rich. They're not going to get me where I want to be in my life. Something else has to take place for that to happen. I'm trying to tell a story. I'm trying to save lives. I'm trying to educate. That's for sure. I mean, man, this has been a great show, man. Hey, feel, hey check it out, y'all. com. Feel free to get on there, create a post, create a page, Sam, you know. Hey, let it I mean, you could go on there, put put your information on there where the book sales and everything get. So that way people come hey, y'all wanna go see what is that? Densityradioshow.com. dot com. I mean I mean you are gonna put a you are gonna put a page up, right, Sam? Yeah, of course. <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Man, who we we made it, Sam. <laughs> ain't had to tell nobody else. <laughs> That's the That's the I, I, I thought you were going to lose it towards the end, but, hey, you came through like a trooper, dog. I, I, I thought you were going to lose it at the end. Look, are we still on the air or are we good? Uh, we're, we're, well, actually, we're still, like, if anybody want to listen to this, they can uh, hit the link. Now, as far as streaming, we're no longer streaming on Gangsterville Radio, but we're still on air. Okay. I just was kind of, um, it just it took me back when my mom came on the phone, and uh, like it just, you know how I, you you wouldn't know it unless you've been through it. And I just, I just had like immediate just flashbacks. You know, like I, I didn't feel like my mom didn't, um, like my mom knew or anything. No, she did not know. But after being told, I felt like like she was ashamed, you know, like mm-hmm. she was embarrassed or she was mm-hmm. worried about what other people was going to say. So it wasn't like, you know, hey, let me comfort my child. You know, my mom beat me right after her boyfriend molested me, right after I told her. She beat the hell out of me. That was not a, a, a belt. It was a metal rod. My mom beat my ass. And that that's never, ever going to leave me. I I don't think I'm never going to forget that ass whooping, you know. 
and getting beat by three different dudes over a nigga that I didn't was not with no more, that beating was kind of equivalent to that. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like I forgive my mother with all my heart. I had to, man. Like I knew that I had to forgive everybody, even though that nobody was going to say I'm sorry, you know, for what mm-hmm. I've done. But I had to forgive them, not for for them. I had to forgive them yeah. for me. Because I was right. not happy. Like, I truly could not smile. And I look at all my pictures now, man, I smile so damn hard. And it's because I'm forgiving <laughs> them. I let that shit go. You know, it right. is what it is. I can't proud with spilt milk, but at the same time, I don't want a relationship with my mama. I don't, because I've done that over and over and over. I just did it the summer before last. And I've seen my mom in Gary, Indiana, bro. I went back for my, our family reunion. And I seen my mom. I had just drove 12 fucking hours. And I was high as shit, too. You know what I'm saying? And I seen my mom, and I I had not seen my mom in a minute. And I felt like a child. I felt like a kid where I wanted to just run up and feel like, you know, Mom, I love you so much. You know, give me a hug. Because when I get sick or when I get down, when I used to get sick and get down, the first person that I think about is my mother. You know, that, that well, mother's I, comfort. I think that would be anybody. I see my mama. I, see I my think mother. that's anybody, yeah. Yeah, I seen my mother, and she told me don't touch her. She told me not to touch her. She told me to stand back. And that, like, it, it was like, okay, Sam, like, you got to realize, like, you're a grown man. Like, she can't keep tearing you down because when I'm down, I'm down. I'm down to where I want to commit suicide, where I try to commit suicide. Like, and suicide is the hardest thing that anybody that's the hardest decision ever to make in your life, period, point blank. That is the hardest. And people say, that, you know, that's the easy way out. No, you got to sit there and think about that shit. You have to think, how am I going to do that? And when my mother brings me down, it brings me down to suicide. I'm 37 years old. I know what hurts me. I know what not to do. I know where not to go. I know what avenues not to take. I stay in my goddamn lane. I'm not going to open up that door. That's a hard door to close. And everybody wants a mother. If your mom is not dead and your mom is alive, you know you want your mother. I don't have her. You're always longing. You're always longing for it. And when the the relationship isn't there, you know, you, you go through things because of that. Yeah, you do. That's hard, man, for real. For real. I pray for yeah. my mama every mm-hmm. single night. I pray for my mama every night. I will walk the ocean. I can't fucking swim. You know what I'm saying? My mama was in trouble, man. I would jump at the, ooh, I would just jump. But as far as relationship, I'm not doing that shit to myself. My T-cell count is up. When you stress, mm-hmm. your T-cell count falls. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to have AIDS. I'm not trying to die from that. I'm going to die from something else. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to bring me down nor steal my joy. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, man, before we get out, because we done ran over, man, because I know they probably going to hang up on us because we, we ran over last night, too. Somebody fell asleep. I don't know what <laughs> that was. But, uh, <laughs> uh, man, before we get out of here, Sam, you got any last words you want to say, man? Thank you. Thank you, for real, for real. Wow, man. It's, it, it's, been, it's been a pleasure having you home, man. It, it really, truly has. It, it really has. All right. Janet, you got any last words? Yeah, this is a great.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.